Good morning, my fearless followers. It is Friday, June 18th. It's going to be Father's Day on Sunday, so happy Father's Day to all my daddies out there. I hope you guys have some special plans. <clears throat> I know it's uh, really warm over here in the western part of the country. Um, <laughs> it was funny, I talked to my son yesterday, or the day before, and he was He's in Colorado, and he was saying, Mom, it's so hot here. He does auto glass. He's like, it's, it sucks doing glass. It's 104. And I was like, dude, you want to move here? It's 117. Take the 104 and run with it, buddy. Because, <laughs> yeah, no, it's hot as crap here. And it has been all week. And, uh, yeah, normally we go from, like, you know, 80s and 90s, and we'll get a couple low hundreds in there before we we start getting hot. But no, we went from the 80s to the hundred and teens. Ah, gotta love Arizona. And you know, I know everybody hears it's a dry heat, and it's true. So, I mean, it is not as bad. There's always a breeze, and it is a dry heat. So, I, I it's better than having a lot of humidity. But I will say that if you are directly out in the sun, you ain't going to be standing in it for very long before you feel like your body's on fire. I don't know. Oy vey. Um, but it's becoming more and more apparent that it is not the right time for me to prepare to move to Florida next year because I haven't even gotten out there for a visit yet. And I don't know when that's going to happen. So it looks like that move is on hold unless... Anybody here has got some wonderful ideas on how to help me out and finding a place and scouting it out. See, what I need is somebody that drives. See, here's the thing. I could go out there. Justin and I could go out there, yeah, but we're going to have to Uber around everywhere. We don't know where anything is. We don't know where we're going, so we want somebody that drives to go with us, you know? Um, but we are having a hard time nailing somebody down and figuring it out. And I don't know. I, it'll happen when it's meant to happen. And I'm just going to have to be satisfied with that. You know, I am impatient and I want what I want, but I, I have to learn to wait until the time is right. And it'll happen when it's supposed to happen. Cause that's just how God works. Uh, so anyway, sorry about that. Today I was going to start a series about different visual impairments, but I figured I'm going to start that on Tuesday because I don't like starting a series on a Friday. Granted, I haven't really done any series, but I listen to a lot of podcasts. And when there's a series, like a part one, part two, part, I don't like, um, I don't, I don't like put it, doing that on a Friday. I don't know why. I suppose it doesn't matter because it's the same number of days in between. It, it really doesn't matter, but you know, that's just me. But I want to talk about today instead just some, some, general, uh, some general things about having a guide dog. Um, I like talking about having a guide dog because it's, it's interesting to people. And, and they are amazing. These dogs are so friggin' amazing. I, I still can't believe half the stuff that this dog can do. It's, it's ridiculous. Um, but 
you know, when you're when you're around friends and family, and you know, I was thinking about it a lot while I was on vacation, um, and and you know, the Stevensons will tell you that I'm I am very lenient with the rules um, when it comes to the Stevensons because they know the rules and they know. This is going to sound really bad, but they know which ones are bendable, you know, like the potty schedule. He's not on so much of a schedule when we visit the Stevensons. Yeah, we get up in the morning and feed and relieve like normal. But then throughout the day, he's running around playing with the other dogs and goofing off and whatever, whatever. And so he gets water and he goes to the bathroom and, you know, and, and I'm not super strict about that because... Well, for a couple of reasons. One, because the Stevensons are his family, and they raised him, and they're not going to let him do anything that's going to be detrimental to us working as a team, such as giving him food off the table or something. You know, I'll get to that in a second, because I know some of you are saying, what in the hell does that have to do with working as a team? I will get to that, I promise. Uh, But they're not going to do anything that'll be detrimental. So... That's one reason. And the other reason is he works hard. So when we're on vacation, if I get to be on vacation, I let him be a little bit on vacation. Um, His feeding schedule is still the same. And, you know, he still, if if he doesn't listen, he still gets put on tie down or whatever, time out, you know, whatever. There are still rules when we're on vacation. But there's also different, you know, it's different where we're at. Because, you know, for example, the Stevensons are very, um, uh, I don't know, they're um, easygoing, easygoing. Sorry, I had a brain fart. It's a little early still. And I've only had one cup of coffee, so I'm doing pretty good so far, I would say. Um, Anyways, so they, oh wow, my train just completely derailed, guys. Don't you hate it when that happens? I get to thinking and my brain goes faster than my mouth does. And then I forget where I was at. And yeah, what a mess. Ugh. Anyways. Okay. So at the Stevenson's, um, it's a little more lenient, you know, um, because they are so easygoing. And, you know, they have a pond there. Garmin will just go and go trampling through the pond and playing and drinking out of it and getting all gross and wet and 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 they're just like you know what it'll he washes off it's fine the carpet can be vacuumed the the sheets can be washed it's not a big deal don't worry about it let him have fun and I have a hard time with that because he does need to have fun and I'm sure he gets tired of just playing with me there's not you know another dog here for him to play with and you know Justin plays with him too but it's it's primarily me and you know I have to let him have fun, you know, and then, and then we went to my dad's house and my dad was like, I don't want him in the pool. I don't want him on the couch. You know, I get it. And surprisingly, well, maybe not so surprisingly because he is so stinking smart, but Garmin kind of knew, you know, he wasn't as wild and crazy and silly goofy. He did his little wiggles. He, you know, wanted to make friends with my dad and you know he also knew my dad was sad and you know was trying to be you know 
comforting to him. Just, just my, <laughs> my dad said, it's the eyes. Don't look in his eyes. <laughs> and it, it is. My, he's got the most beautiful eyes and he's so comforting. And, you know, you just look at him and you melt. And, and he knew my dad needed that. And he knew my dad didn't need a big spazoid dog being a wiggly butt bull in a china shop, knocking everything over, which is normally what he would do. So the fact that he is smart enough to know his own environment and he'd never been there before, which is even more amazing because we went for a walk and when we came back, he, I didn't direct him at all. He turned and walked right straight into the driveway. First time ever at that house that day. We had never been there before. He had never been there before that day. So, you know, that just goes to show how smart he is. And so, yeah, he deserves some relaxation time. And unfortunately, like right now, with it as hot as it is, you know, I have, I'm retired and I, I could do whatever I want, take him wherever I want during the day, but it's so hot. I don't want to take him out in this heat and work him. It's, it's just too hot. Um, might start doing night routes when the temperature's still warm, you know, way up there in the hundreds, but the sun's not beating down on you, so it doesn't feel as bad. Uh, so... You know, so so that's the whole vacation thing. Um, now, what did I mean when I said detrimental to Garmin and I as a team? It's really hard to it's it's really hard to tell people not to do something after they've already done it, and like people that. The plane, the airplane is probably the hardest part because, um, so when I was flying out to San Diego, I sat in the bulkhead and there was a, a lady next to us and they had originally left that seat empty. They had given me that seat and left it empty on purpose so that Garmin could have a little more room. Well, they ended up putting a lady there and, you know, the lady was just petting him and, and petting him and petting him and, but. What am I supposed to do? He's laying on her feet. Like, <laughs> what am I? I'm supposed to tell her, oh, you can't touch him, but just let him use you as a pillow. It's fine. You know, and, um, you know, people, you know, food. That's detrimental. Okay, so here's the thing. Why do you think it would be detrimental if somebody was feeding Garmin table scraps? Not while he's in harness, just hanging out at home, even on vacation. Say somebody gave him gave him a piece of chicken. What could be what could the problem with that be? How could that be detrimental to us as a team? Well, for one thing, it could make Garmin incredibly sick because he has an allergy to chicken. And the general public doesn't know that. So don't be feeding random dogs random stuff. You don't know what they're allergic to. You don't know what they can and cannot have. There are dogs that are on special um, prescription food diets. And, you know, if you want to just go feed them table scraps, you're going to end up making that dog sick. Also, if the dog gets used to people feeding him table scraps, then who's to say when we're walking through a restaurant working, he doesn't just reach over and snatch something off somebody's plate. He doesn't know any better, right? Because people have been doing it. People are giving him food. He doesn't, 
You know, you can't blur the lines with things like that. Now, he does know the difference between being in and out of harness. He absolutely knows the difference. And he knows work mode and off mode, you know. But dogs are are food motivated. And, you know, you start feeding them table scraps and sneaking them food, then they're going to go after it when it's at the most inappropriate time. I remember Carbon used to freaking dive under the table for french fries every single time we went to McDonald's. He would, because you know, McDonald's, there's always french fries on the floor because kids are messy. Well, adults are messy too, but, you know, people are messy. And, and Carbon did. He would dive under the tables in harness, you know, and... You know why that was? I can tell you why that was. Yup. It was because my kids were feeding him table scraps. And I'm sure Kim was too. Um, and just never owned up to it. You know, God rest his soul. But Kim, I'm pretty sure you did. Uh, so, you know, he, he got used to seeing food and taking it. He would, after he was retired, it was even worse. He would just, um, Justin had a friend over that had a, a chicken sandwich sitting on the table and Carbon just came right up and <laughs> took the chicken right out. He did not have an allergy, thank God. Um, so you can't be feeding the dog table scraps for, for those reasons. Um, you know, and it's kind of hard when you, when you have friends and family and you bring them around this dog for the first time and it's like, okay, here's the rules can't do this, 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 and this. And then to top it all off, I have to try and tell people to ignore him. You know, please ignore my dog. Please ignore the dog. Please don't talk to the dog. Please don't talk to the dog. It's, it's tiring. Um, but it needs to be done. And, and, you know, even my friends and family forget, and they'll still pet him when he's in harness and, you know, I'll tap their hand. Hey, He's in harness. Stop that. Stop it. You know, and I, I guess that's just a part of life. But, you know, as a guide dog user, you have to have the confidence to be able to speak up and and tell people, please don't pet my dog. Please don't talk to my dog. And I'll tell you, it's difficult because a lot of times people are just walking by and going, oh, you're so beautiful. And you know, I'm not going to say anything about that because that requires more work for me to stop the dog and turn around and say, excuse me, please don't talk to my dog. When all they're really doing is giving a drive-by compliment. And in those cases, I usually just, you know, pretend it's for me and tell them, oh, thank you. You like my new dress or, you know, something like that. So, so drive-bys, I don't mind. Okay. You want to say, He's beautiful or whatever. Now, if you start going, oh, hello, baby, that's different. That's different. Then I will tell you, please don't distract my dog. Um, it is hard, though, a lot of times. And, you know, it's hard when people, when English is their second language. Um, or a lot of times it's elderly people. And 
there's a fine line. I don't want to be rude. I really don't. And, you know, I really had to work with Justin in the beginning because he was very um, snarky. I mean, he just really was. And as much as I appreciate it, 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 he doesn't need to be that snarky. Now, if people want to push an issue, then yes, by all means, start being snarky. It's fine that you have at it. But typically people are ignorant and that's what I try to explain to him. They don't know, they don't understand. You know, to to visually impaired people and to a lot of people that just have knowledge of it, we know what the harness indicates. But the majority of the population does not. And and that's what I'm here for. That's what I'm here, you know, and if if the majority of the population is uneducated, then is the right way to educate them about it by yelling at them and telling them to shut the F up and get away from my dog? No, it's not, you know, and, and a lot of times, believe me, that is what I want to do. But I, I, I don't usually um, because I, I don't want to pass up a teaching opportunity. Really. Um, and a lot of times people don't want to listen and they don't really care. Uh, like Janet from a couple of weeks ago, you know, they don't, they don't, they don't care. They don't want to listen. They just want their way. And I get that. But if you are even considering getting a dog, you, you're going to have to think about the fact that there's going to be confrontations and you're going to have to think about how you want to handle them. There's going to be confrontations when you go to get in your ride share. There's going to be confrontations when you go into the grocery store, into the restaurant, um, anywhere. You're, you're, there's going to be at least the opportunity for a confrontation. And, and as the guide dog handler, it is our job to educate instead of confront. We can't be getting defensive. Um, because as a general rule, like I taught my kids, don't go up to strange dogs. Don't go trying to pet strange dogs. You know, don't, don't do any of that. Just leave them alone. If you don't know the dog, ignore it. And, and so that's kind of how they grew up. And that's how I feel like society should be. I mean, I feel like People would get bit by dogs a lot less if they would just stay out of their space and leave them the hell alone. Um, and, and, you know, Justin actually came up with a really good reply one time. We were in the airport and, and somebody asked, is he friendly? No. That's all you got to say. No, he's not. No. I mean, at the moment he's not because he's working. But, you know, if you just say no, then people are going to be more likely to just keep walking. If you say, oh, yes, he is, but he's working, I'm sorry, then they're going to be more likely to come over and be like, oh, and ignore the fact that you said, but he's working. They're only going to hear, yes, he is friendly. They're not going to hear the working part. They're going to come right over, and they're going to get in your dog's face, and then you're going to have to tell him, no, 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 he's working, and then it just becomes a whole mess. So I really like the response if somebody asks me, is he friendly, and I just say no haven't had the opportunity to use it because I don't think anybody's asked me that in, in those words. Um, <laughs> my favorite is the people that go, 
I know he's working and I know I'm not supposed to pet him, but he's just so cute and I really just want to so badly. And, and, and they're just, you know, they've got their hands like they're pretending to squeeze his little face. And I'm all doing it with my hands like you guys can see me and I'm scrunching up my face. <laughs> I'm really glad there's not a camera in here right now because I looked ridiculous. <laughs> ah, that was funny. Anyways, uh, <laughs> so... So the main rules, okay? Here's here's the main guidelines with service dogs, with guide dogs. Oh, 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 oh! Time out. Hold on. Back up the gravy train. Burp, burp, burp. Okay. Uh, for those of you who are going to be flying, you need to go to the Department of Transportation website and get the form for a service animal that you need to fill out. You have to fill it out and present it when you get to the airport. I was lucky when I got to the airport. I had no idea what this was. Um, when I checked in and the guy asked me, do you have your DOT form? And I'm like, eh? Uh, so he, um, helped me fill it out. Although that was interesting. Um, so he helped me fill it out and everything. I, which I never had to show it again. Apparently, you show it when you check in or something. I don't know, but I didn't have to show it again. So um, if you're going to be flying, folks, and you have a guide dog, get that form from the Department of Transportation. Uh, if you have a hard time finding it, send me an email, garminnavigates at outlook.com. I will get it for you, and I will uh, email it to you. Um just let me know if, if you need me to get that for you. Um, if it's easier, go ahead and hit me up on Twitter at Garmin Navigates or on the Navigating Life with Laura and Garmin Facebook page. Either one of those will work as well. And I can help you get that uh, Department of Transportation form. Um, so, as I was saying, the general rules with guide dogs. You do not touch or talk to the dogs when they are in harness, ever. Under any circumstances, you ignore the dog, pretend like they are not there, and just address the person. If there's another person with, if there's a sighted person with the blind person and you have a question for the blind person, ask the blind person. Don't ask the sighted person like the blind person is incapable of answering a freaking question. Now, unless you want to ask the blind person or, you know, unless you want to ask, like, what color is this? All right, ask the sighted person. But if you are specifically engaging or speaking to the blind person, speak to them. Don't, don't act like they're not there and just talk to the person with them. Okay, please. That is so freaking rude and disrespectful. Okay, so ignore the dog. Speak to the blind person. We are human. We can communicate. The dog cannot. Okay? Never, ever, ever, ever feed the dog scraps. Never feed the dog. Never, ever, 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 ever feed a service dog. Now, I know two people that have service dogs that they do let people feed them little things like carrots or um, little treats or whatever. That's on them. That I'm speaking as a general rule. Do not feed someone's service dog scraps. Don't feed your own service dog scraps. Okay? You, you have to respect the schedule. Okay? 
Schedule is important. I've said it before. If you free water your dog, they're just going to be peeing whenever they want. You're not going to be able to control any of it. Traveling would be out of the question because what are you going to do when they're not on a bathroom schedule and you have a three-hour flight? What do you think is going to happen on that flight? I can tell you what's going to happen on that flight, and it is not going to be pretty. Okay. They don't, and in fact, on that DOT paper, you have to swear that your dog is not going to go to the bathroom on the plane. So, you know, you, you have to follow the schedule. And it's also very important if you're going to fly, make sure that you feed your dog at least two hours, three hours in advance because you want to give his t- tummy a chance to settle before you take off on the plane. Okay. That can really upset his his stomach. And I'm telling you what, if your dog barfs on the plane and you've got a three hour flight, it's going to be a long stanky flight y'all. So no, that don't do it. Okay. And finally, just be respectful. If you have questions about a service dog, ask. That's easy. That's it. You know, like I've said before, I'm here to educate the ignorant. You know, unignorant, unignorate the ignorant. How's that sound? Unignorate the ignorant. Does that work? Does that work? Unignorate. Is that a real word? I don't know. Probably not. But anyway. All right, guys, I'm out of here for today. Tuesday, I will start on my series of different types of uh, eye conditions. And if there's anything in particular you want me to touch on, let me know. I gave you guys my contact information. Um, I also haven't done a shameless plug for my book in a while. Uh, You can't even begin to imagine gaining strength while losing my sight. There are some great stories, great insights, um, lessons, you know, learn from my mistakes, guys. (laughs) Learn from my mistakes. Um, It's available on Amazon and Kindle. I hope you guys pick it up. I hope it blesses you. And I hope you have a great weekend. Happy Father's Day to all my fathers out there. All you single moms who played father, mother and father, you know, take some time for yourself as well this weekend. Have a great one, guys, and I will be talking to y'all on Tuesday.